for the mighty Holy Spirit. We wait on him tonight. Not in no hurry. Just want to hear from God tonight. Hear from your lips tonight, Father. Know what you have for us tonight. Holy Spirit, open our spiritual eyes tonight. Open our spiritual ears tonight. And we'll give you all the glory, Father, all the praise, all the honor for every manifestation of your spirit as you reveal Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, there was a strong sense of God's presence when I was studying for this lesson. And it's a a message really I've never preached on before. Uh, I haven't titled anything like this before, and this is what God gave me. Kind of unusual. He said, freedom from the fear of death. Freedom from the fear of death. I remember there was several months back, our pastor, and let's give our pastor a hand praise tonight. Oh, God, my God. We getting fed on another level. On Sunday morning. Amen. I said amen. I'm in an amen mood tonight. But now a pastor is really. Really. Hearing from God and. Really. Pouring into our hearts. The word of God. And so we're so blessed. To have a pastor like that. Amen. You can. You know she's spending time in the presence of God to get. What she's getting. And that's a sacrifice. Amen. But a pastor was preaching. Months back. And I heard her say. That she had heard about somebody who was a Christian. Who was having problems. With the fear of death. And. um, That preachers ought to. Not just preach on Living. But preachers ought to sometimes preach on dying. Amen. Because if unless Jesus show up, we gonna all die. Amen. We gonna all die. We gonna all uh, leave these physical bodies and and experience death. But God does not want his people, his born-again people, to be burdened down with fear of death. When you look at death from God's perspective, it's a beautiful thing. It's uncomfortable for us because, you know, actually man was never meant to die. That's why it's uncomfortable. There's a part of us that recoils at that thought, but it is uh, certainly uh, part of our our existence. Death is part of it. 
But for the believer, we ought not fear it because we already know where we're going. Uh, so um, as I teach tonight, I, like I said, I've never really taught along these lines. But uh, I want you to understand that this is a message from God because, like I said, when I was studying for it, there was a strong anointing, a strong sense of God's presence. And I even told my wife as I was studying, I said, I feel God. I feel God. And this is a message God wants his people to hear. Somebody wants, God wants somebody to hear this. So I want to begin in the book of Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 and verse 4. And this is the Lord Jesus talking. He says, and I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he had killed had power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Amen. So, Jesus is talking about death. And uh, this is what God had me to write down. So I'm going to read exactly what he had me to write down concerning death for the person who's not born again. The ungenerated man, the man who has not been born again, is counseled by the creator to fear God's ability to cast into hell. I'm going to read that again. The unregenerated man, that's a person who has not been born again. Has been counseled by the creator to fear God's ability to cast into hell. He ought to fear death. Amen. He ought to fear eternal separation from God. He should. That's the person who is not born again. That is because they face a certain eternal damnation. So there ought to be a, a healthy fear that will quite possibly, by God's mercy, lead them to repentance. Amen. Fear of God being the beginning of wisdom. So. So there is a fear of death that is certainly the will of God in that perspective. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Let's look at something here. Because we want to go line upon line as we go. Verse 17, chapter 2. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. It's God talking to Adam and Eve. 
For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, death was never God's plan for man. Okay, we need to understand that as we go forward. It was never God's plan for man, but death is a reality because of sin. It's a reality. So we want to lay that as a truth. Now, we already know these things, but in order for us to have the faith that God wants us to have, we have to have a foundation in terms of uh, the origin of death and the reason for death. But at the same time, we always want to remember that it was never God's will for man. Okay? Let's go to John chapter 10. It's a very familiar scripture. One of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. But you say, Roy, you say about every scripture. But this is one of the scriptures that when I first got born again, I, I meditated on a whole lot. Jesus says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come. Hmm. <laughs> I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus promises us life through faith in him. That's the only way that, that mankind can experience life, true life, is through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what the Lord said. He said, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come that those who believe in me and make me their Lord and Savior, that they might have life, and my margin says, in the fullest measure. So that's the, that's the will of God for mankind. Now, let's turn over to John 11. Jesus says here in verse 25, dealing with uh, the death of Lazarus, he said unto her, I am the resurrection. Thank God for that. Amen. He is the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. What an awesome promise. So Jesus promises, even if this physical body die, my spiritual man will never die. I can stop preaching right there. That's the truth. I mean, even if this physical body dies or 
my spirit man who has been born again, who has been regenerated through the new birth, he will never die. Glory to God. He says here in verse 26, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he says, believest thou this? That's where faith is involved, right? He said, if you believe this, what I'm telling you, you shouldn't ever fear physical death. That's what he's saying. If, if, you, if you got faith in what I just said, you should never, the believer should never fear physical death. So those words, that promise, in itself should set us free, right there, from the fear of death, if we believe what our Lord says. Okay? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. Somebody might be struggling with that tonight. Somebody might be struggling with... Uh, it's looking on the internet with a terminal situation. And the enemy is tormenting you with thoughts of fear and uh, tormenting you with thoughts of being separated from God. Leaving this world. But God is wanting you to know tonight that you have nothing to fear. I kind of got a, a revelation of this many years ago. Back in 1993. My cousin, who was a year older than me. She uh, contracted cancer, and it was very, very terminal cancer. She she was very sick, and she ended up passing away. But before she passed away, she called me and said, uh, I want you to come over and I want to talk to you because she knew I got born again in 1991. And so she says, um, I want to go to church. And at that time, she wasn't saved. She was, she was in the world. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to church Sunday. And um, if you want to go, you can come with me. At that time, I was going to Lakewood Church. Brother John Osteen was the pastor. And uh, we got there that Sunday morning. She was very, very weak at that time. The cancer had spread over our whole body. And uh, so we filled out a prayer card when we got there. And... Um, 
In those days, what they would do, they would call people up for prayer. And uh, Dodie Osteen, she called her up for prayer because I had told my cousin that God had supernaturally healed her of cancer. And her and Pastor John Osteen, they laid hands on her. And they also led her to Christ. Amen. Yeah, they led her to Christ. She got born again that day. Amen. And uh, as we were leaving church that day, <laughs> I remember walking with her to the car. And she had me, uh, 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 was walking arm in arm. She just gripping hold of me because she was weak, you know. She was, and we was going to the car, and I could just see the joy of the Lord <laughs> all over her face. She, she was at total peace. Well, about two weeks later, my mother called me and told me that uh, my cousin's name was Verda. That's what my cousin's name was. And my mother's name was Verda. She was her aunt, and she was named after her. Anyway, um, my mother called me. She said, well, I went to see Verda. At that time, she was living with her mother, my aunt, because she was, you know, very weak. And Mama said, she, well, I went to see her, and... Uh, an interesting thing took place because they were giving her maybe a couple of days to live. And Mama is a Baptist lady. And so she didn't talk about spiritual things, so to speak, a lot in terms of uh, the supernatural. But she said something very interesting. She said, while I was over there, And I was talking to Verda. She was looking up, and she asked, she says, and they, they called my mama, ain't baby. Ain't baby, who is that man up there? And uh, mama say, well, baby, I don't see no man up there. No, ain't baby, there's a man up there. You don't see him? I don't see him. So, obviously, we, we know what was happening, right? She, she was seeing into the spirit realm. She was in and out. You know, she was getting ready to pass on. And uh, anyway, I began to think about that, and it, it, it gave me an understanding about how when a person is dying, they can see to the other side. That, that excited me, you know what I mean? You know, as a believer, that was like, wow, death is not, not that bad. I mean, you, you can see in the spirit realm and you can see things that people who are in the natural realm can't see. What a wonderful thing. That's how I looked at it, you know. And so that's, that, that, that kind of opened my eyes. 
that death, even though it's uncomfortable and even though we don't like it and even though we don't talk about it, it's really and truly a beautiful thing when you look at it from God's perspective, when you are a believer, when, when you are a believer. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So the Bible says Jesus destroyed Satan on the cross and at the resurrection. And then it says here in verse 15, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So if, if, as we read that, we understand then that Jesus came to deliver mankind from the fear of death. Because the fear of death is bondage. So, one of the things that when we get a revelation of our deliverance from eternal death, we get an understanding of that, we get an understanding that we have been made free from that fear of death. The fear of death is not our portion, but the enemy will still try to Bring that fear if we don't, if we're not rooted and grounded in the truth. Okay? So a person who's battling with any form of fear of death is really living in bondage, which is not the will of God. God does not want us in bondage to anything. But the thing that delivers us from that is the word of God. So let's go to John chapter 8. And Jesus says here in verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So God wants us to know the truth about our freedom from the fear of death. We've been set free from it. Through the knowledge of the Word of God. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, least by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, Paul uses that term, and it's important in our study, my body. Paul got a revelation 
that his body is not the real him. Paul got a revelation that his body is simply, as Pastor Angela say, a box. It is. That the real him, Paul, lived in. And when we get that reverence, when we get that understanding that this body, though a wonderful thing, it simply carries our spirit around. And to be free from this body is not a, a big thing to God. Matter of fact, it's the only way for us to go to heaven if we get free from this body. So when we have that understanding, we begin to understand that to be absent from the body, I'm getting ahead of myself, is to be present with the Lord, which is, which is what we all want, right? <laughs> Second Corinthians. And that's what Paul understood. Paul understood that. Second Corinthians chapter five. Yeah, that's that's the scripture. We are confident, I say, and well and willing rather to be absent from the body. And be present with the Lord. Paul said we're willing for that. We're confident, I say, and willing rather. <laughs> Paul had a different perspective than most Christians. He says, I, 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 I'm, I really want to be absent from this body because I know I'll be present with the Lord. So when my spirit leaves this box... I'm instantly in the presence of God. When I, when I get that revelation, all fear goes. All fear goes. I'm where I always wanted to be at that time. Philippians chapter 2. Verse, oh, this is my raggedy Bible. I got a lot of raggedy Bibles. I, amen. So I'm just going to read what's up there. Oh, that's the wrong scripture. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's the wrong scripture. The scripture I'm looking for is to die is gain. Y'all know what that's at? To die is gain. Somebody help me. Hmm. 
What is it? 121. See? <laughs> I wrote down 221. There we go. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I choose not, I won't not. For I am in a strait between the two. Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul got that revelation. He says, I'm in a strait between the two. Part of me wants to stay here. And, and, and the reason Paul wants to stay there, here, is because they needed him there. Right? That's, that's because he, the people needed him to be a minister to them. But another part of him wanted to go and be with Christ, and he said, that's far better. That's the perspective that he had, that to be with Christ is far better. To be out of the, this body is far better. Caused Paul to endure a lot of things. It caused him to endure a lot of suffering. Because he understood that if I die doing this suffering, it'd be all right. Because I'm going to be with the Lord. He said, it's far better. Now let's go to Second Peter, because Peter got a revelation of it too. Glory to God. Verse 13, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle. <laughs> Again, he's talking about his body. To stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. So, Peter seems to be looking forward <laughs> to putting off this tabernacle. He's looking forward to, to being free. He's looking forward to uh, them crucifying him upside down. Because he understands that this body is temporary. And the moment... That he leaves this body, he's going to be in the presence of God Almighty. Instantly. Pastor Mike was giving us a revelation of that past week. He's talking about a situation he had with the truck. And God showed him that so many people die in car accidents and that there are instantly out of their body and they're instantly either in the presence of God or they're going to hell. And that spoke to myself and Randy and Kim about how 
instantly we are out of, we're out of the flesh and into the spirit. And so Peter, he seems to be looking forward to, he says, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus has shown me. Hmm. Second Timothy, let's go there. And verse 4, chapter 4. Now, Paul is evidently at the end of his ministry or the end of his life from the words that he's about to say here. He says, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. So he recognizes he gets ready to die. But he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. So Paul says, I'm getting ready to die, but... I've done everything that God wants me to do. I finished my course. And I kept the faith. I know me and Randy, we talk a lot. And we talk about things that I guess some Christians don't probably talk about. But Randy was saying, and I was saying, that we had, we'd have got to the point in our life where we don't want to be here no longer than God wants us to be here. I, don't, I know some of y'all ain't arrived at that place yet, and, you know, everybody ain't there. But that's just how me and him was talking. I don't want to be here any longer than I'm supposed to be. I want to finish my course, though. I want to finish the work that God has for me to do. Now, my wife, she don't like me talking like that. She don't. Why is not talking like that? But, but, but that's, that's just where I'm at because I done got an anticipation of that life over there. It's almost getting to the point where there are more people over there that I know than people over here. And when it start getting like that, you'd be like, man, you know, wouldn't be so bad. I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not preaching this to be morbid or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody to let them know that you don't have to fear that other side. You don't have to fear coming out of this body. You're simply going to be in the presence of God instantly. Instantly. Hallelujah. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, 
which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not, not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. I'm almost finished. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. And this is, this is one right here that really, and I heard a preacher preach on this one time. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is your victory? Then he said, Jesus took the sting out of death. I don't know how I feel to die. I haven't died yet. But according to what that scripture says, we probably don't feel nothing. There's no pain, apparently, because the scripture said he took the sting out of death. Apparently, before Jesus went to the cross and was raised from the dead, there might have been some. But now, because of grace and mercy, come out this body, we don't, we don't feel nothing. We just, apparently. So that delivered me from fear. That scripture right there, I was like, man, we don't even feel nothing. We just, with him. Just like that. In the moment, in the, in the twinkling of an eye, which is so fast you can't even imagine. He took, he took the sting out of death. Now, closing here in John chapter 14. The master says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thank God that we know the way. Amen. His name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that, at the, when, it, when it's all said and done, we're going to be with him. Stand to your feet. Because I ain't never preached on that before, taught on that before. But I pray that it brought peace to somebody, somewhere. And somebody will listen to this maybe on the internet and hear this message and it will cause them to understand that death, a godly death, a righteous death, a Christian death is a beautiful thing. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your divine peace that you're giving to your people Divine understanding that you are given to us as we uh, walk this walk, as we live these lives. That God, that one day, someday, 
we're going to stand before you. Where we've always wanted to be. With our Jesus. Living at your feet. Drinking from your river. Hallelujah. Knowing you like we've never known you before. But even now we we worship you Jesus. And we thank you for eternal life. We don't take it for granted Lord. This is your life that you've given us. Eternal life. And we thank you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. God bless you.